back to Brian's Beat. Join the show by calling 508-996-0500. New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. To uh, Brian's Beat Saturday morning, little Popeye to uh, to get us cracking. You know, it, it's still it's light out now, but it's massively gray, and there there's talk of some sprinkles coming our way, and then more rain, and then rain snow mix during the overnight and and leading into tomorrow. A lot of things we brought up during our number one. We can continue with those topics. We also, oh, before we even get into the, the topics, the Brian's Beat quote of the day from Thomas Edison. Opportunity is missed by most people because it is dressed in overalls and looks like work. That is great. Opportunity is missed by most people because it is dressed in overalls and looks like work. Hmm. Been there, done that. 508-996-0500. We closed out our number one with a, um, a text uh, app chat. From Oak Bluff, Massachusetts governor leans into the skills hiring revolution by axing degree requirements for state jobs. Now, again, I applaud people who go out and get themselves an associate or a bachelor's or, or an advanced degree. They are great to have. But I think that there are many positions for the state, for cities and towns that say college degree, but the job in and of itself doesn't entail uh, the, the mastering of, of having a degree. And so I, I, I kick back and say, well, this is a good move by the governor. Uh, more to the point, uh, I, I wonder which governor was responsible for making all of these jobs. Um, you had to have a degree in the first place. Not a diploma, a degree. 508 996-0500 is how you get on board if you'd like to talk about that. Uh, we also brought up uh, the craziness that's going on with Steward Health. And I mentioned the fact that um, I've never gone into St. Anne's Hospital before. I didn't mention it today. I mentioned it another time. 
uh, that I've never gone into St. Anne's Hospital. And not that I want to make it a point to go over to all the local hospitals, but, you know, I've heard some good things and I thought, well, you know, I'd like to, you know, check it out. But they are part of Stewart Health right now. And it begs the question, how healthy is that facility? Because, you know, the money comes in, it goes into a central account, and then it gets doled back out. So I, I, I wonder, like the next person, even more to the point, since I do go to Hawthorne Medical Associates up on Fonts Corner Road, I wonder how, how all of this talk is impacting their business. Now, it's, not, it's nothing that I would bring up to my doctor and say, by the way, you feeling a pinch here? But it, it has to make you wonder. But in general, what's going on? 70% of Stewart patients, 70% of Stewart patients here in the Commonwealth are either on Medicare or Medicaid. And you know the government, governments, they don't reimburse 100%. So that could be one of the reasons why Stewart isn't able to pay for some of their bills. How long will it be before they're not able to pay the the employees? I don't know. Again, I, I, I go to Hawthorne and I've been going there. I want to say well over 15 years. They used to have urgent care open on Sundays. I don't know if you remember that or not, but the urgent care facility used to be open on Sundays. Sometime during that COVID period to where we are now, they are no longer open on Sundays. I wonder if they're not open on Sundays because they can't keep the staffing up. I notice where my primary care physician is and even some of the specialists that I go to see, they're short-staffed in in the reception area over there. And I'm wondering if maybe steward, you know, I, I, I have no idea what they pay. I don't ask the folks, well, do they pay you well enough? And, and I would expect anybody to say, you know, I could use more money. But they, they seem to be short the number of people that collect your name out in the lobby. And short of people that are at that, that, that spot between where you walk in from the lobby, the waiting area, uh, to uh, the actual... Uh, doctor in patient rooms. Don't know if one has anything to do with the other. Uh, from what I'm reading, Hawthorne isn't on the chopping block at this particular time, but apparently four out of the nine hospitals that are operated here in the Commonwealth are. You know, so where do you go then? What what if they what if they come out in a couple of weeks and say that they're going to close 
Hawthorne. Please, I'm not saying they are closing Hawthorne. But can you imagine the scramble? Where, where, where would you go? South Coast? Primacare? Where would you go? You know, whatever happened to the good old days where uh, maybe three or four doctors had a practice in a building? And then, you know, maybe there was a a lab associated with, with that practice. Instead of these these big behemoths. I mean, I I like it that I can go to Hawthorne and, and get all the services taken care of. But let's face it, they treat you like a number over there. Are they good people? Yeah, but they still treat you like a number. And I don't know about you, but I would rather have the personalized service. So that is out there, certainly on the table. What about the standoff between the Biden administration and the great state of Texas? The Supreme Court ruled in the Biden administration and the Supreme Court has heavily tilted conservative, Republican, and they agree with the Biden administration that, you know what? If the Biden administration wants to take that barbed wire down, they can cut it down. But the governor of Texas says, okay, cut it down. We'll put up some more. Who's paying for all this wire? Who is paying for this? 508-996-0500. Thank you. And good morning. Thank you. And good morning. It's Brian. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, talking about Stewart Health. So I, I started listening in the seven o'clock hour, and I heard you talking about that. So I did a quick, really quick Google search on like their financials, and what I found was a couple reports that they've been in some financial trouble for quite a while. So I found a report, uh, I'm not sure, I can't, I can't source it for you off the top of my head, uh, but I don't, it was reputable because that's the first thing I always check. Uh, but they had financial troubles back in 2017 and 2018. In 2017, they lost over $225 million. That's what they had for a loss that year. And then later on, the following year, they lost another 300 and some odd million dollars. Um, I heard you blame reimbursement rates for Medicare and, and Medicaid, and I get what you're saying. I 100% understand what you're saying, but if, if that was the case, we would see it more on a broad base across the entire spectrum of, of all our medical facilities, right? Because Medicare isn't going to just pay 60 cents on the dollar for Steward Health and then pay full dollar amount for South Coast. It doesn't, that, they don't do that. They'll, they'll pay 65 cents across the board to pretty much everybody. It's kind of even keeled. I think this is more on on a on a management issue. They, they just poor job. Oh, I I I, I, yeah. I I if if you interpret what I was saying as to blame uh, Medicare and Medicaid, I think that's part of the problem. I I yeah. do. It is definitely something within Stewart 
in this particular case because uh, not all of these companies are going belly up. But what I right. what I do fear is that this is just the tip of the iceberg, and that yeah, we're going to well hear we're going to hear uh, more companies, you know, are going to start going belly up or crying that they they need to go belly up. Yes. Um, so in regards to their bankruptcy, we better not give a dime to them. Better not give because actually in my in my Google search, I also found that they were sued back in twenty twenty two. Oh, that might have been when the report came out, but it, pretty recently, uh, they were sued by the federal government for uh, false claims fraud. So, for, filing, it, for filing a false claim. Yes. Okay. Yes, before it was like four million dollars. I guess they, the way it was explained in the article, it, it, they were basically funneling money toward one particular physician. They were just, you know, putting in claims to that particular guy, and they were like, huh. and then the, you know, it flew up a, a red flag, and and they got sued by the federal government right here in in uh, in Boston, actually, um, or, or Brockton, somewhere in that area. Close enough. And so, yeah, it was. Uh, over four million dollars that they got sued for that that they had to pay out. So I mean, like like I said, it's it, it's not really, uh, hopefully not broad based. I think this is more or more centric to their particular business model. But well, I I, 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 I I'm, I'm going to beg to differ with you because Stewart isn't the only one that has started to go uh, flop. And certainly okay. the municipal hospitals are also crying that they, they don't have enough money. So I, I well, think I think it's yeah. like I said before, I think this is just the tip of the iceberg uh, fraud, notwithstanding. I think we're going to hear more and more. But what what my fear is, this is going to lead to, well, I think we're going to need a single payer system. Yeah, exactly. That's that's my biggest fear also. Um in, in regards to bankruptcy, we better not give a dime to them because don't, don't let bankruptcy scare people because as soon as they go bankrupt, a, another investment firm, another hospital group, another, another something, another firm out there will be able to swoop in, buy up steward for pennies on the dollar. You know, it's a, it's a say it's a billion dollar company, they'll buy it for $200 million and you will barely skip a beat. The only thing that might change is the name on the, on the building. Don't let bankruptcy scare you. It's, it's a natural part of business and you, that is a perfect actually opportunity to improve the facility because you're going to bankrupt it. Somebody can come in, swoop in and, and operate it better and maybe not have this financial problem further on down the line in, in 10, 25 years, you know? I got you on that. I, I, but the caveat is they could also come in and operate it worse. <laughs> well, yeah. But I mean, yeah. And, and here's, here's the thing. With, with, uh, with a free market system, we should be able to just say, hey, screw these guys. I'm going somewhere else. But with a single payer, you can't go anywhere else. You got so that's that right. what we definitely need to avoid is gotcha. a single payer uh, UK system where the, the government operates everything from government employees and, and the doctor's offices to actually operating the, gov- the, the building itself. You cannot go that route. It's a terrible, terrible, terrible situation. Thank you much for your call. I do appreciate yeah, it. 508-996-0500. Hello. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Brian. Um, 
I was talking to the gentleman that has the show in the afternoon yesterday about how crazy the uh, election is, and it hasn't even really begun yet. Now, my guess is, all right, Trump's got his red hats. I was talking about something different yesterday, but I figured uh, I figured this out. Trump's got his red hats, and he's got some supporters. And then the liberals are going to pick Biden all the way. Who's got more supporters? Who's got more supporters? Yeah. Because you know liberals are going to vote liberal no matter what. The red hats are going to vote red hat no matter what. You know, Trump no matter what. So what? So who's got the more supporters? Well, I mean, I guess if you if you look at it along party lines, the Democrats do. Wow. And then the independents seem to lean. Actually, they don't like neither party at this point. Am I right? They tend to lean one way or the other. Yeah, well, this independent leans neither way. I don't like neither one of them. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know why they didn't find anybody viable to run against Trump. If they had run, and this is where the show got cut off yesterday, if they had found a much better candidate, <coughs> excuse me, if they found a better candidate to run against Trump, I don't think Trump would be would have a chance. Well, I, you know, I think that is the, the golden phrase right there. Many thanks for your call. Take care of that, that cough. Um, the search for a better candidate. The front runner on the Republican side right now is staring down the barrel of an $83.3 million defamation uh, penalty that he's supposed to pay, that he's going to keep on fighting. He's got other court cases. The other side of the coin, look what we got going right now in office. This country is screwed. It has been quite the morning. A few sprinkles coming down. More rain expected later on this evening and maybe some snow during the overnight. Hello. Oh, good morning. Good morning. I, um, I just wanted to say two things. There is another candidate, Robert Kennedy Jr., and also my doctor, my pediatrician, used to make house calls when I was a kid. And yeah, he had so an did office mine. afterwards yeah, on Arnold Street kid. in his yeah. house, and I think he lived upstairs. I think the thing is that these businesses, uh, doctors are businesses now, run by businesses, and they're getting a little too big for their britches. Oh, I... Don't argue that. I don't know about how big they are for their britches, but I, I, I get where you're going with it. I, I, you know, I think there's a there's a an acceptable size. I'm not going to try to figure out what it is, but um, we seem to do pretty well the way it was before. Doctors I, tell me that you know mm-hmm. they felt like they were they they had no other choice. They couldn't offer all the services that these big conglomerates could offer. That's true. Well, in Fairhaven on Mill Road, if you go for blood work or some little um, 
you know, seeing yourself. You have to check in with a computer. Mm-hmm. I refuse. Over at the South Coast? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just tell them I'm here. And one time one woman said to me, did you check in the computer? I said, well, I don't have my glasses, even though I don't want to do it any way. <laughs> she says, well, then you'll just have to wait. <laughs> so... I didn't punch her. Well, just, once again, you felt like a number and not a person. Right. That's, yeah. that's what I don't like. Yeah. And what do you think about Robert Kennedy Jr.? Nobody talks um, about him much, but... Um, you're, you're right. And, and he, very, he, do, he uh, does not appeal He does not appeal to me. Uh, but he certainly is out there. And he's an independent now. I mean, he mm-hmm. was a Democrat before. And there's also a, a Marianne Williamson. She's, she's running yeah, as yep. a, a Democrat. Nobody's... Ping or anywho, well, uh, but well, they're never going to put her on the uh, the, um, the ballot. Yeah, they, I, mean, they, 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 I mean, what that's, the heck is that? They, well, they, does she have the whatever the requirements are to get uh, on I the ballot? Know. Yeah, I don't know, but um, I don't that, know. That, that's but, a, but that's the way parties Kennedy, will do it. He's he's um, he, he wants to keep gas and oil. He wants he to keep want it. Us digital currency. So I kind of like him. He does. He wants to shut the border, and I think it's ridiculous that the federal government is suing their own state because Texas is trying to protect the border from people coming in. <laughs> so I, I don't get it. Well, it's they're like, saying they're doing a better job. Well, I think so. No, and no, I no, would, no, no. I'm sorry. The federal government is trying to say they can do a better job. Oh no! Yeah, they've done a great job so far. Well, can't you tell? Well, Can't I just you tell? think uh, Greg Abbott should have done it sooner. He he was going to, but I guess he waited figuring somebody would help. I mean, it would save us all a lot of money, too. How about this? Greg Abbott knows politics, and he waited until about this time in order to do it because there's an election coming up. Well, they're talking about China invading Taiwan, because there's an election coming up. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 China has no interest in invading Taiwan. Well, they're drawing circles. Oh, the boat went over this line, and their ship is over there. And I'm like, oh god, shut the heck up. We already got enough wars now. <laughs> I don't want any more. And I got it, you. it should just stop. We should stop giving money to every country except ourselves. Oh wait, wait a minute. Do we give it to ourselves? No, because there's too much going to other people. There's nothing nothing left over. Yeah, We we get the crumbs. That's true. Thank you. Okay, thanks. I appreciate the call. Let us continue. Hello. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Brian. Hi. Anyways, you were talking about the $85 million on... um, um, for the defamation lawsuit on Yes, 83.3, yep. Yeah, but the thing he's going to appeal it. But the thing is, um, I was listening to Syndicate, and someone will pick that tab up for him, some billionaire, because, you know, he doesn't really have money. He has connections. You know what I mean? He puts on a big front that he has all this money. But he doesn't. It's connections and, and there's power, you know what I mean? And where there's power, there's money behind it all the time. So that's going to be nothing for him, if you know what I'm saying. I think it's nothing for him either way. But um, but the people got him him so, he's got people so hoodwinked. 
in this country that they, they love them for what? You know, they can't see behind and above, behind, below, what is it, over their nose, that saying, you know what I mean? Because they're so in love with Trump. Someone said at Daytona 500, there's Trump flags everywhere. I wouldn't be you surprised. Know? I mean, well, that's Trump country there. I don't love him. I can't stand him. You mean, you mean to tell happen. me come November 5th or whatever the, the date is, you're not going to pull the lever for Donald Trump? No way. But the thing is, it's just, I don't know. This country's in tough shape. It is in really... very critical. It, it's on life support right now. It, it, it's unbelievable. Everywhere you turn, whether it's health care, education, the border, um, and never mind the, the border when you think about what's going on outside the country. It, we we are in dire straits. Yeah. All right, Brian. I'll be listening. Thank you. Have I appreciate the call. You too. 508-996-0500. I agree with, the, um, with both callers, you know, that we just heard from both both females. That there are other people out there, they may not be my choice, and that's okay that they're not my choice, but there are other candidates, and people just, they, they want to fall back on old reliable, whether it's the old Democrat or the old Republican. It's the name that they know, Biden or Trump, Trump or Biden. And uh, I, I, you, you live by the sword, you kind of die by it, too. 508-996-0500. Hello. Yes. Hello. Hello. Yes. I just wanted to say that you were wrong about Hawthorne Care's urgent care. They are open on Saturday and Sunday from 8 to 12. See, I somebody told me they closed on Sundays. So you're telling me no. they're they're open until noontime on on yes. Sunday. Yes, I was there last Sunday and I got excellent care. I was in and out of there in no time. I had an X-ray and lab work all done at the same time. So it means there weren't too many people there. That's good. Yeah. All right. Well, well thank you for was, that update. There, was, there, was, there were ten people in line before they opened up. I was the third one. Well, thank you, uh, because I was told that they are closed, and I do appreciate you letting me know that they are open. Thank you. Okay. Yep. Bye. Right. Bye. Well, that's good to know. But they closed, they shut down their hours. Whatever. I mean, it. so let's see, 8 to noon. Both days, so that's like being open eight to four on one one of the two days. Still got to drag people in there on a Sunday. I bet. Look, I, I'm I'm glad. You know what I figured out though. From what I from what I understand, if you can't get in to Hawthorne. You can always go to a South Coast. Apparently, they share the records. I don't. I suppose somewhere in the paperwork, 
I signed somewhere on the dotted line that said, oh, well, it's okay. Even though I'm not a part of South Coast, you can share my records with, with South Coast. And how do I know that? Well, when I go over to St. Luke's, which is a part of the South Coast group, they already have my, my, my records there. What, what, what is HIPAA? You know what? I admit I am confused. I am confused uh, about what's happening with the healthcare industry. And I'm confused about uh, where I should go. You know, what, what's my doctor going to do? My doctor gets paid some pretty good loot to be over at, um, at Hawthorne. And I know he works at a couple of other places. How do they keep doing it? I, you know, I, they, they, they see so many patients in a limited amount of time. When you go in, to you, where, wherever it is, whether you're at South Coast or Hawthorne, wherever you go to see your doctor or your nurse practitioner or your physician assistant, how much time do they really give you? When you think about the premiums that you are paying, whether that premium comes out of a a social security payment or comes out of your bank account, the amount of money that you're paying, are, are you getting your $200 a month worth? Prices are always going up. Got a, a new copay for, you know, I, I just can't keep up with it all. And then, of course, they decide that they're going to go out on strike because they need more money. You hear uh, Stewart is saying we're broke, and, and, and they may very well be broke. I don't know. I don't get to look at their books. They operate nine hospitals. Who knows how many primary care facilities here in Massachusetts and other uh, medical facilities throughout the country. Is there any wonder that they can't they can't keep up? We we've got businesses that can't keep up with all of the different establishments. What should we expect with you know how many uh, tongue depressors that they need to to order and and the things that they put in your ear and oh man malpractice insurance who pay, who pays for all of this stuff? And you wonder why it costs us so much money. To go to the doctor. Hello. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Brian. Uh, regarding the healthcare situation. Yes. Uh, let's go back about 10, 12, when we had the banking crisis and the housing crisis. This time, if it happens, and God forbid if it does, no bailouts. Let them drown. If they mess, they create it, let them clean it up. Thank you. I appreciate it. That was quick and to the point. You know, as much as I would agree, we had another caller earlier say no bailouts. That seems to be the way of the country. We tend to to bail them out. Now, how much should the government get involved with the bailout? That's an entirely different story. But if other companies want to buy pennies on the dollar... 
it's kind of hard to say no to that after so many other companies have been able to do it. And I would like to think that if I was flesh with money and I thought I could run a business and I could get it for pennies on the dollars, that I would like to be able to do it myself. How do you say no? How do you turn around and tell a business that they can't buy another business for penny on the dollars when you've seen it happen to all these other businesses before? Who's going to step in and say, no, you can't? 508-996-0500. We are in a state of anemia right now. And I, I don't mean it in a medical sense as much as I mean it as this country is running a month. And welcome back. Uh, the Brian's Beat quote of the day. Opportunity is missed by most people because it is dressed in overalls and looks like work. That quote from... Thomas Edison. Hello. Hello, Brian. Yep, Brian here. Yes, I was just curious if you could give us some thoughts on um, the incandescent light bulb with regard to the fact that we no longer have the freedom to buy one. Well, I mean, I can't be scientific about it. I Do I wish we could still buy them? Is Is that what you're getting at? Yes, because there are times when it's nice to have a light bulb that can put out heat as well as light, you know? You think? So, <laughs> yeah. You think? Yeah, yes. Right. Um, I, I would say this. The government is a 40-watt when it comes to that decision, which has been about a decade now. But, um, um, yeah, I, I, I don't – I understand – the need to conserve energy, but you know what? Let the buyer do what the buyer is going to do. If we're going to, if we end up uh, blowing up the country because uh, we decided to use uh, an 80 watt light bulb, incandescent bulb, as opposed to an energy saver, well, so be it. I don't think it's going to happen, but um, I think that's more a government snafu than, than anything else. All right, well, I like the show. Thank you. Thanks. I mean, did, does that help you at all? I, I no, mean, it, it, there's nothing just, prolific it's about annoying. it. <laughs> it's just annoying when I'm taking a hot shower and the steam is fogging up the bathroom and I got nothing to burn the steam off, <laughs> the fog off. You know? <laughs> we could always use a fan for that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I do appreciate the call. Thank you much. Um, yeah, Edison, by the way, patented the incandescent lamp on this date in 1880. And of course, and I think he tried, I don't know, thousands of times before he finally got it right. And um, he just kept on going at it and going at it and going at it. And to anybody... You may not think that you are coming up with an invention, but you you could be, as Edison is is mentioning here, you could be doing your regular old job in your regular old clothes, and all of a sudden that that light bulb just flicks. Hey, 
maybe if I put this to here, it will work. And all of a sudden, you've come up with the opportunity of, of a lifetime. Just a, just a thought. You wouldn't be the first and you certainly won't be the last. Most people today have called into the program in regards to steward health. We, we brought this up last Saturday. When I was um, doing my show, I had mentioned that um, they were running into more financial woes. And um, it doesn't look like, like things have changed. From the Boston Globe, I believe this story is from Boston Globe. Sangeeta Rashid gave birth at St. Elizabeth's Medical Center in October, and barely a day later, she was bleeding to death. In the operating room, caregivers had a plan to quickly treat it, but they soon discovered something alarming. The embolism coil doctors could have or would have used to stop the bleeding wasn't available. Weeks prior, the hospital's inventory of the devices had been repossessed, according to hospital staff. A company rep from the manufacturer explained to staff that Steward Healthcare, the parent company for St. Elizabeth's, hadn't paid the bill. They didn't pay the bill. According to court records, similar invoices had been going unpaid for more than a year throughout the nine hospital steward system in Massachusetts. My question is, was Stewart doing the same thing outside of the Commonwealth of Mass? Or is it only here where uh, apparently four hospitals are now up for sale? From what we understand, St. Anne's in Fall River and and um, I wanted it's not Toby. It's what's the hospital in Taunton? It's not it's not up for sale, but Good Samaritan in Brockton that that could be up on the on the sale block. What's amazing here is that this has gone on for quite some time. We had a caller earlier mention he did some research and he found out that in 2017 and again in 2018, Stewart lost hundreds of millions of dollars. Now, I don't know how common that is for a medical facility to go through these types of woes, but that's a lot of money. That's, that's bleeding a lot of red ink. It's one thing maybe to lose a couple of hundred million one year, but the, the following year you better be in the black. But it seems like in 2017 and 2018, they kept on losing more and more money. When I go up there, I, I up when I be more specific, when I go to Hawthorne, I don't see as many people working in the reception area. As I used, they used to be flooded with reception people and flooded with people waiting to be, to be seen. I guess we can knock on wood. Thankfully, not as many patients 
Hopefully that means not as many people are as sick. I don't know if it means not as many people not going there. But if you're like me, you rely on on Hawthorne. Every time I go over to St. Luke's, a woman friend's mom uh, goes there, unfortunately, too often. The place is packed. It's like trying to get a, a ticket to a Patriots game when the Patriots were good. You know, place just totally packed. So I don't, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with these healthcare facilities. Somebody was saying before, you know, if if they are going belly up, no bailouts. Do we not bail out the the healthcare system? If you can bail out Ford and uh, GM, wouldn't you bail out the medical system? How do you get around it? I don't know. Come up with a, a, a different a different ball plan. Do we say to the doctors, "Hey, you're you're free agents again. You can go out and and start your own your own practice as opposed to being tied down to these big medical groups where you have to see the patients for only what is it?" 10 minutes, maybe seven minutes. A good doctor friend of mine, he broke away from the medical establishments. He and uh, his partner, they opened up a practice where they can spend as much time as they need with the patient. Here's the caveat. You cannot use health insurance. You pay out of pocket. But at least, you know, I think they charge $125 per visit. But it seems like it might be worth it. $125. You get as much time uh, as far as prescriptions. You, You know, you might have insurance for prescriptions. But they're not taking insurance anymore. And my guess is we're seeing more and more doctors go in that direction, just like we see more and more families moving away from the monopoly system, school system. We're starting to see more and more people pull away from these big medical establishments. I don't know where it's all going to end up. It sounds good on paper. I haven't gone that particular route. I do like using a naturopathic doctor and they don't take insurance. But right now people are are pretty much wed to this big medical establishment. And I think it's going to take some time to wean people off. I was asked by a caller earlier today if I could uh, reach out to Dr. McGowan and, and I will to see what he thinks about what's happening with the big medical establishment. I, I don't know that he w- would want to come on to the program, but I certainly will extend an invitation out to him. Ken is up next. 
he'll take you for the next three hours. I'm Brian. It's been a pleasure. I will be back on Monday in for Tim, who is still recuperating from his his operation. Until Monday, adios, amigo. Enjoy.